0: and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our team, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader. I appreciate you so much wherever you're watching and listening around the world. Thank you so much for being connected to this podcast, and make no mistake about it, we are grateful to have you connected. This is the place we gather every single week where leaders inspire other leaders. Iron definitely sharpens iron. I tell people all the time, if you want to be a leader, you've got to get in the room where leaders are. This is that space we convene every single week. I'd love to know who you are. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3 Follow me on Instagram and uh, let me know. If you're listening for the first time, make sure you subscribe. Share this podcast with as many people as you can. That would mean the world to me, and I appreciate you so much for doing it, and uh, I'm grateful. Thankful for all of you that continue to support. And of course, often when I'm in your area, I meet many of you. Uh, Many of you get our books and uh, other resources. I want to encourage you to do that, josephwalker3.org. That's how you can do it. You can connect with me there. And I really appreciate if you would. So it would be a blessing if you would do that. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So make certain that you do it and know that uh, I truly, truly, truly appreciate you. Today, I want to talk about a subject that I think is important because as organizations grow I think it's important to not just grow but to expand and today I want to help you understand how to appeal to a broader audience <laughs> I remember watching an episode one of those shows you know uh, I think it was The Temptations when they were coming along the manager was telling them you know I'm not trying to make you just the biggest um organization the biggest group among black audiences I'm trying to make you the biggest ever among the world. Sometimes we can be big in our zip code or in places of familiarity and don't realize that there's a whole world, there's a global market out there. And I think that when you understand uh, God telling Abram in Genesis chapter 12 to get up from his country, from his place of comfort and go to the place where God was going to take him and that the world was going to benefit from what he had and not just the places that he was familiar. It helps us all understand that even God wants us to appeal to a broader audience. So I want to give you some strategies, some things that I believe can help you as you think about that. And number one, just not allowing yourself to be pigeonholed. Making certain that what you do, what you create, what you produce, is not something that pigeonholes you into a particular area. You're just known for this market only. I think it's important, even in your language, the things you say, I think that it is important that you create a broader product, something that has greater appeal, something that is accessible, and something that is attractive to other people other than a specific group. When you pigeonhole yourself to that particular market, uh, you limit the capacity of your organization to grow, and uh, you're missing out on just a tremendous amount of opportunity uh, when your marketing, your language, your product is all in one specific area. So think about that, not allowing yourself to be pigeonholed or presented in a particular way that limits your ability to reach a different audience. But number two, I think the reason that this is important, and I think one of the things that will help you move beyond being pigeonholed is that you discover the value in other communities. A lot of people have learned this lesson like there there's so much value in in other communities and you begin to do the data research you begin to realize how many communities are spending in this area, how many communities are engaging in this area, how many communities need what you provide so when you begin to view those communities as valuable and see what you have to offer in reaching them, I believe that that's when the magic happens uh so often sometimes in church we evangelize to people who look familiar to us Uh, you know we identify ourselves in a pigeonhole space and therefore we only are reaching this particular market without knowing that there uh that's the diversity among us like in nashville it's becoming so diverse that people from different walks of life and background and ethnicities and so when we do evangelism it's the, the challenge for us is to make certain that we do it in such a way that appeals to a variety of people. And when I see value in that particular market of people, then I do infrastructural work to make certain that I can accommodate uh, them when they show up. That I, it's important. When you think about organizations like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or you think about larger companies. You start thinking about how they value certain communities. You see Spanish commercials. Sometimes you see you know, a variety of other things that they do to value different communities and diversities. and, And then they put things in place to help those people navigate their products and their services in a way that is seamless. And it shows that they thought enough about me that they invested in this experience to make certain that I felt valuable when I engaged it. So I just believe that when you discover the value in other communities, you'll begin investing and you'll begin Sharing that to others, and I think number three, it's increasing diversity. I mean, this is what a lot of organizations are beginning to realize. If you're going to reach a particular audience, mm-hmm. that audience has to have folks uh, that look like them in high places in your organization. Yeah, I've asked yourself, how many people are on the board? I've challenged uh, a series of my colleagues who are Caucasian pastors uh, once mm-hmm. several years back we were talking about how the diversity was in their ministry and, you know, it was just some beautiful thing. And, and I asked the question, how many people of color were on their boards? And it was crickets, right? It's because putting people of color on the praise team or putting people of color, you know, on the door to usher, you know, is window treatment, you know, window dressing. It, it's who's making the decisions does the organization at a high level have diverse forces that are speaking for the totality of the people? And so when your organization is growing and you want to reach a broader audience, people want to know, are there people at the top that look like me, that are going to advocate for me? So all of us can be challenged in this area to make certain that we increase diversity. Uh, and when we increase it, we are intentional about metrics. We are intentional about making certain uh, that our organization looks like at some point the community in which we are trying to reach. I think that's important. I think that's a a very wise thing, which then moves us to the fourth thing of strategy and marketing. Uh, having strategic marketing, right? You have to market to that audience. Uh, find you uh, a marketing firm that can help guide you towards strategic marketing to that particular audience. Uh, One of the things that we try to do is to put our content, put what we're doing in a variety of different markets so that people can have familiarity with us. We want to market it in such a way where it's strategic, where our marketing collateral looks diverse. It looks welcoming. It looks like something that no matter where you are in your life, no matter what your background, you would feel welcome in this place. And so you have to think about that. If every face on the flyer looks like you, then that can be problematic, right? So think about it. Where where are you marketing? What zip codes? If you're only marketing in the zip code where your organization is, how smart is that? So you want to Make certain that you have someone that can give you advice on strategic marketing. Uh, it's something that I I lean on heavily because I want to make sure we don't miss it. I want to make certain that we are bringing the right things, um, you know, to the table as it relates to how we how we roll out our programs and how we market them. And I think that embracing new methods, number five, is is key as well because the you know, old methods that often had us limited in our scope and our reach are no longer effective in order for us to reach a new audience a broader audience requires employing new methodologies i think that this is so important it's the how we do what we do are you open to positive change are you open to creating uh, new opportunities to do things for people embracing new methods we've always done it this way Uh, but the world is trending, the businesses are trending, ministries are trending in different ways. Are you willing to create a different optic? Are you willing to create a different way that will reach a broader audience? I think that's a huge thing in terms of balance, right? You know, when people come to our church, they don't always see me in a suit. Sometimes I'm in jeans, uh, tennis shoes. Sometimes I'll have on a hoodie because I'm trying to reach a diverse audience without offending the other. And so there's a balance in that. I think that when you understand the sensitivity of that embracing new methods of how we do what we do, I think that that is a wonderful thing in terms of really increasing your audience because you are then attracting people that you otherwise would not attract. And a lot of people have to be willing to embrace new methods, which often is difficult, particularly when you have done the thing the same way for a length of time and now you're being challenged to do something new. But I want you to understand today that when you embrace new methods, when you embrace new ways of doing things, man, that's when you begin to open up an entirely different audience. You'd be amazed. I mean, you would be amazed at the level of support you will get when you embrace new methods, which, which again, when you embrace the new methods, you're doing things differently. It opens up something I want to lean in on for a little bit, and that's number six, offering diverse options. Now, (laughs) now your organization is almost there because now there's access points, touch points for every person. And now you're able to say, you know, I can reach people because people feel connected. They feel that they have a point of contact. They feel that there's something there for everyone. I think that's one of the most amazing and beautiful things ever, when you can look out at an organization and say, man, we have this for this group and that for this group. And we're not just monolithic, but we have a very diverse pool of offerings and programs and services and something we've been trying to do, even in our ministry and in our organizations, that makes certain that that we are diverse in our options. Uh, Everybody doesn't eat the same thing. Everybody doesn't want to uh, watch the same thing. So I think it's important for you as you value other communities and you're trying to reach a broader audience, what things in your organization can you say currently are options for the audience you're trying to reach? What offerings now do you have uh, that makes it appealing to a different audience to connect with you? I believe that that's one of the most important things. And when you do that, man, I'm telling you, you'll be amazed at how that would draw so many different voices and different perspectives and different ethnicities and broader audiences to your organization. So as we attempting to appeal to a broader audience, let's review. We talked about not allowing ourselves to be pigeonholed, not allowing ourselves to be locked into a specific way of doing things, but being broader than that and understanding that even in our marketing, even in you know our communication, even in how we're being presented, what we're posting, et cetera, that we are thinking from a broader perspective and not a local perspective. It is a challenge for some in your organizations to think outside of local. You have to think broader. I tell people all the time, sometimes it, the smallest little things. sometimes when people post things in an organization, they'll say 7 o'clock p.m. I'm like don't forget to say CST, Central Standard Time. We are global, so 7 p.m. in Nashville is not 7 p.m. in New York, not 7 p.m. in L.A. So when I say Central Standard Time, I'm saying whatever time in your area that is. It's just those small little details that move you from local to global. You're sensitive, and so you're not pigeonholing yourself. And then... I think it's important that you discover the value in other communities, right? How are these communities investing? What are these communities up to? What are they doing? And and affirming them and creating an opportunity where you can celebrate them and, and see their value and creating opportunities where people can be engaged by increasing diversity, having voices from those communities at the table of decisions to make certain that you have the right people around you making necessary decisions. I believe that that is so critical in terms of helping you reach a broader audience. When you're focused in on increasing diversity, that's a big thing in many organizations, right? That's a big area of training. You know, the things we say, the the marketing strategy we have, the things we put together, which then it goes into the strategic marketing. How do we market our organization? Are we sensitive to this? Are Are we making our organization uh, more diverse uh, in actuality and even in our marketing strategy to promote the things that we've done, I think it's important that uh, your marketing looks diverse, that your marketing looks appealing to audiences that you have yet to reach, that uh, it it is, um, you know, something that you are doing with a great deal of intentionality, which, which then indicates that you are Embracing new methods, number five, you truly are doing this because you see a different methodology being employed in order to maintain a level of efficacy and relevancy in your organization. So making certain that you embrace new methods. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, date the method, marry the mission, right? The vision is something you should be committed to. It's, it doesn't change the vision, the why we do what we do, but it's the method, how we do what we do. That has to have flexibility, that must be willing to be redacted, changed, embraced in a different way. And so don't get locked into the same way of doing things. That can create a toxic culture. You have to be open to positive change. And what a next level leader is committed to, I pray you are, is new ideas, new methodologies. And those new methodologies offer diverse options. Now, people that engage your organization are able to onboard in certain spaces, things that matter to them. Everything that's important to you is not important to the audience you're trying to reach. So you have to make certain that it is diverse, that it it, it it makes sense that people feel like, man, that's a space of onboarding for me. And I just think that that's huge. And uh, I think that takes a level of intentionality that takes people who are on the decision-making level in your organization to help you understand what things can appeal to that group because you don't want to offend people Uh, about putting things out there that you think they might like, and they may be offended like you think all of us like this. (laughs) So I think you really have to be very much advised in that from people on your board, in your place, where you make decisions on the best things that we can do to appeal to that particular demographic, okay? All right, here is number seven. (laughs) Create a culture of awareness and sensitivity. It's just that simple. Now that we're going to all be together, now that my audience is growing, I have to make certain that I have a culture of sensitivity and awareness, that the organization is organically growing and it's getting broader and our language is changing, our tolerance is changing, our openness to positive change is evident and we're looking different and it's okay. When people who are in the organizations begin to say things like, It's just not the same as it used to be. Sometimes that can be a negative swipe at growth and broadness of people who are coming in from different audiences. What you must do is be sensitive to how you communicate, how you affirm, creating a climate where people feel welcomed and not tolerated. People can't be brought into your organization uh, for the benefit of your, you know, reputation. They are brought in because you want to be a blessing. You want to provide a service. You want to do something that can uh, expand what you're trying to do. And I just believe that when you help others around you be more sensitive to diversity, that's why diversity training is important. Let me say it, diversity and inclusion training, I mean, it's happening all around the world because we want people not to feel alienated but to feel a part of the organization when they come. I I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for being connected today. I'm very passionate about you broadening your audience. Uh, You have so much to give, so much to do, but you have to think outside the box. The world is global. Business is happening in global spaces. Ministry is happening in global spaces because of YouTube and Facebook and other platforms. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to think globally, think broader than where you are, I want to make sure you follow me, Joseph Walker 3 let me know this podcast, bless you, on Instagram. Let me know. Make sure you also lock in. Please do. Please lock in at josephwalker3.org. A lot of information that's there. Uh, You can access uh, my YouTube show there. You can access just so much that's there, man. Um, My books, where I'll be speaking, all those great things. So thank you so much. I I appreciate you listening today. I hope this has blessed you. I hope you have a great, great week. And I hope you continue to broaden your audience and know that it is done uh, with the principle that I've shared. Uh, you be blessed. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe to iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph with you.